we'd rather be this morning. Amen? Amen. And if you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 435, hymn 435, hymn 435, when the roll is called up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder. Hymn 435, hymn 435. If we can all sing along with us. Oh, when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more. The morning breaks eternal bright and fair. When the savor shall gather over on the other shore. And the roll is called a thunder, I'll be there. the skies and the roll is called up yonder I'll be there when the roll is called up yonder when the roll is called up yonder when the roll is called up yonder oh when the roll is called up yonder I'll be there let us labor let us labor for the master from the dawn to setting sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. Then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done, and the road is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the road is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. Oh, when the road is called up yonder, when the road is called up yonder, when the I'll be there. Right, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for another beautiful day to come to your house and worship together with you, Lord. We ask the Holy Spirit to be uh, active in hearts and minds today and lives be changed and we do business with you, God. We uh, ask you to bless our speaker today and bless our service. And we give you praise, honor, and glory always, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. And if you're able to continue to rest upon your feet, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 596. Hymn 596, this should be a familiar hymn to many of you, Victory in Jesus. Amen. The only way we can make that roll up yonder is if we have victory in Jesus. Amen. I heard an old, old story how a Savior came from glory. He gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning 
of his precious blood atoning. Then I repented of my sin and won the victory. Oh, victory! Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior ever. He sought me and he bought me. about his healing I heard about his healing of his cleansing power revealing how he made the lame to walk again and cause the blind to see and then I cry dear Jesus come and heal my broken spirit and somehow about a mansion I heard about a mansion he is built for me in glory and I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea about the angels singing and the old redemption story some sweet day I'll sing up the song of victory oh victory oh victory in jesus my savior forever he sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood he loved me ere i knew him and all my love is due him he plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Amen. You may be seated. by the Lamb, my brother's a king, the son of I am. Sometimes I forget in whom I belong. Then the sweet spirit cries, my child, he's still on the throne. my soul. 
There we go. Amen. Hot mic. If you're able to rise one more time, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn number seven. This will be towards the front of your hymnal, so it should be easy to find. Hymn number seven. Making it easy for you. We'll do uh, one more hymn. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hymn number seven. All praise to him who reigns above in majesty supreme, who gave his son for man to die, that he might man redeem. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. His name above our name shall stand, exalted more and more. At God the Father's own right hand, where angel hosts adore. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Redeemer, Savior, friend, Redeemer, Savior, friend of man, was ruined by the fall. Thou hast devised salvation's plan. For thou hast died for all. Blessed be the name. Oh, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. His name shall be the Counselor, the mighty Prince of Peace, of all earth's kingdoms, conqueror, whose reign shall Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's do that last chorus, Acapulco. Here we go. Oh, blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Welcome to Central Park Baptist Church this morning. We're awful glad that you're here. Thank you so much for coming. I want to welcome all of our visitors. If you're a first-time visitor here at Central Park Baptist Church, and you did not get a re, uh, or receive a visitor card, if you'll slip your hand up, our ushers right now will bring you a visitor card. We're going to ask you to fill out that visitor card, and then after the service out in the foyer, I'll be out there where it says welcome behind a large desk, and I have a gift bag of things I want to give you for coming and being our guest here this morning Amen. at Central Park Baptist Church. Amen. We're thankful that you're here. We thank you that you're visiting with us. Yes, There's sir. a lot of churches around here. And you could have chosen anywhere, but you came here this morning. And we want to thank you so much for that. So if you didn't get a visitor card, have you got a hand? Anybody need we need to run you a card? Run here, right here if you get that one. I appreciate that. Also, if you notice, some of our sound system is in. Uh, some words of war, part of it's half it's here and half it's not. Amen. And if you notice, we have microphones dropping down from the ceiling now. That's so that we can hear you sing better and you can hear you sing better. Amen. And that's to fill the auditorium with more music. And so don't sing softer. Amen. We want to hear you have beautiful voices. And it was wonderful to hear you this morning as we sang Acapulco. Amen. And so uh, that's good. It's good to have Brother Yule back with us. We will be continuing to get parts in. The, the delay is that there's some things that just haven't been delivered yet. And then some things came in, and when they went, opened them up to install them, they were the wrong things. Oh, no. And so they had to send them back, and we got new things coming. So that's part of the delay, but that's a part of doing anything. Amen? There's always ups and downs. And so we're glad that you're here today. Thank you for coming and being a part of Central Park. Pastor? Well, that year's amen. What? That year's amen. Okay, that was better. Well, you got to get in the message. Brother Ted told me today he's going to preach all the way to like 1230 if you don't get involved and help him out. And I believe him, too. So please get involved in the message today. Amen. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're here, and I appreciate it. It's good to have the Teds with us again today. Never heard him preach. Raise your hand. Oh, there's still quite a few. Amen. Good. I've never heard him preach either, but I'm looking forward to it. Amen. Uh, now, I'm just kidding, but it is good. Uh, he and, and Miss Stephanie, they're close friends, and I appreciate hey. them. They've stayed with us the last few days, and, yes, and uh, we just we enjoy their company. And the Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron, That's and right. I, I'll enjoy 
being around Brother Tid because he is a blessing and a help to me in ministry as well. And I look forward to hearing what God's laid on his heart here in just a little while. And he'll he'll introduce himself and, and Mrs. Uh, Miss Tid as well. So uh, please get involved in, in the message, all right? But I want you to also be involved in the offering this morning. Amen. Yes, amen. That was about like the first amen you said a while ago. Uh, but God's been good to you, amen. Amen, and if he's been good, and he has, and I want to encourage you to be involved in this portion of our worship today, uh, and may God bless you as you give. God says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. So may God bless you this morning uh, as you give. Dear Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Uh, thank you, Lord, for our folks that are here. Lord, we pray for all of our folks that are not, that are sick today, and uh, God, pray that your hand will be upon them, and raise them up, Lord, and and uh, But God, I pray for our folks that are here today. I pray, God, that everything that we do and say, Lord, will uh, be according to your perfect will. May it be, Lord, in accordance to the word of God today. Pray, bid Brother Tid as he preaches this morning, give him liberty. And I pray, God, that you'd be with this offering. Bless the gift and the giver. And I pray, Lord, that you'd please help us to be good stewards of it. May it be used for the furtherance of the cause of Christ in this place. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. time uh, we're going to dismiss our children if you are fifth grade and under fifth grade and under you are now dismissed for junior church fifth grade and under are now dismissed for, for junior church we're going to sing one more hymn hymn 259 hymn 259 we're going to sing one more hymn uh, first and last verse of hymn 259 so if you're able to rest upon your feet we're going to sing one more hymn, hymn 259, To God Be the Glory. First and last verses of To God Be the Glory. As our children are dismissed for junior church. Hymn 259, To God Be the Glory. Here we go. Uh, to God be the glory, great things he has done. The world that he gave us is son.
greet each other as we prepare for this morning's special. Sin and 
shame is already gone. I'm happy reminding him it's under the blood. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's under the blood. Oh, praise His dear name. I'm not what I used to be. My life's been changed. Not shackled by sin and shame. It's already gone. I'm happy reminding Him it's under the blood. I'm happy reminding Him it's under the blessing that was and uh Misty got this on is it working right all right good yeah it does praise the lord for the new sound system and if there's ever a problem in the services it's usually because of the sound system right so it's always nice to upgrade the sound system have it working properly and uh praise the lord it's what a blessing to be in church and i trust that you are thankful that god has given you this opportunity and we surely are thankful that you're here I appreciate, I appreciate this church and uh, for opportunity to be back. Uh, I think this is my third time being here, I believe. And uh, we truly uh, love your pastor and his wife. They're just Amen. true dear friends. And we appreciate your supporting of him. He was able to come and preach at the Lighthouse Baptist Church where I pastor there in Indianapolis and did a tremendous job. Uh, and uh, our people really were helped through the preaching uh, brother uh, White, and so I, I just appreciate every opportunity he has to come to our church, and then when I b I'm able to come here as well. Uh, I've, uh, he said to introduce myself, uh, some uh, 38 years ago, we planted the Lighthouse Baptist Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm still pastoring there 38 years later, and uh, I am coming to the end of that uh, period, though, and uh, trying to just transition to see what God has next for us, but uh, we've been there 38 years, and it has been a blessing serving the Lord as a pastor, and, and I don't know, I might still have another year or two in me, but it is getting to the, uh, coming to the end of that, and, but you never retire from serving the Lord, and I am going to continue to do whatever God has called me to do, and whatever strength He gives me until the day I uh, uh, see Him face to face. And we're looking forward to that. Philippians in chapter 3 this morning. Philippians in chapter 3. And uh, praise the Lord for God's holy word. God communicates with us uh, through his word. He has uh, preserved it for us. And it's a blessing to be able to uh, study it and to preach it. And if you have, if you're able to stand this morning, if you would stand, we'll read the word of God together. Uh, we're just going to be reading two verses here this morning, uh, Philippians in chapter 3, a couple very familiar uh, verses to most uh, believers who have been in church for any time at all, but Philippians in chapter 3 and verse 13, the Bible says this, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, 
but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And let's pray. Father, we bow before you this morning. And what a tremendous blessing it is to be able to assemble ourselves together, especially on the Lord's Day, the day that you have set aside for us to worship you and to receive from your word the things that you would have us to be strengthened by and be helped by. And I thank you for each one that has taken advantage of their opportunities to be in church today. And I pray, God, that you would give each one of us that ear to hear exactly what you have for us today. Ask that you would use me once again as an instrument in your hand to bring forth your message from your word for your people. Bless now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. The Apostle Paul, what a tremendous servant of the Lord Paul was wrote 14 of the New Testament books of the Bible. This is Paul's letter, his epistle to the believers at Philippi. And this is a prison epistle. That means that while Paul was in prison, being persecuted for his witness for Christ, God, through the Holy Spirit, inspired Paul to write this epistle. And in this uh, epistle, Paul, being in prison, would have a a lot of time to reflect upon his life, past, present, and future. And there's so much that Paul would have to present to the church, and there is much in the book of Philippians, but here in the passage of Scripture that we read in verse 13 and 14, a very powerful message here. Paul, first of all, he says, count not myself to have apprehended. That word apprehended is to have obtained full understanding. Didn't understand everything that has taken place in his life before he even knew Jesus, a Savior. Then what's taken place in his life after he's received Christ and why he's in the prison suffering for the cause of Christ. He didn't understand everything. But he says, this one thing I do, this one thing I do, meaning to have top priority. If there was only one thing I could do, what would it do? What would it be? I know my wife often gives me a honey-do list. And I look over that and I said, this one thing. (laughs) You've got several things on here, but prioritize it. I might not be able to do all that's on this list, but I might be able to handle one thing. So uh, what is the top of the list? If I can only do one thing that's on this honeydew list, just uh, what would that one thing be? Amen. So you get a little idea of what Paul is saying right here. 
as he's in a prison cell and he is reflecting on his life and now he's addressing the believers at Philippi and he wanted them to realize this one thing I do, the, the top of my priority list. And <laughs> this one thing is really connected to two things. I could see my wife wanting to connect it to several more than two things, but... But this one thing that Paul says that I do is connected to two things that are actually the same. The first would be forgetting those things which are behind. But if I'm going to forget those things which are behind, then I have to do the next thing. He says in verse 13 again, he says, reaching forth unto those things which are before. Those things referred to on both of those things. He says, forgetting those things and then reaching forth unto those things. God would have us to do both, but you can't really do one without doing the other. The key to forgetting is to put those things out of your mind and at the same time add as much as you can that you want to keep on your mind the things that you want to remember. Now, I believe what Paul is speaking of here, the forgetting those things which possibly would have been before he knew Christ, his life before Christ, and then remembering or reaching forth unto those things after knowing Christ. Can I preach a message this morning to you that if you wanted to put a title on it would be forgetting to make room for remembering. Forgetting which allows us more, more room for remembering. God and Satan, the spiritual influences in our lives, whether you realize it or not, you're being influenced. You have your personal spirit, your personal free will, and then you have Satan and Prince of the Power of the Air and the darkness of this world, and he is here, and you can't see him, but he's here, and uh, that's an influence of evil. Then you have, praise the Lord, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit of God. And he's the presence of light and good. So God and Satan would have us to forget and to remember. Both. There's things that God wants you to forget and things that God wants you to remember. And there's things that Satan wants you to forget and things that the devil wants you to remember. And they're opposite. See, God would have us to forget what Satan would have us to remember. Those things. All of us have those things which are behind. Everyone has a past. 
And with that past, everyone has things connected to our past that we must put out of our minds if we're going to press toward. Think of Paul over in the book of Acts in chapter 26, and let me just read it to you. You can write it down and make sure you go back after the message this morning and study it, study every verse that I give you if you would, and letting God continue to speak to you. But in chapter 26, Paul is giving his testimony, is giving a little bit of insight as to what happened to him before Christ and then how Jesus made himself known to the Apostle Paul and how he received Christ. But Paul would have many things that would haunt and hinder him from pressing toward the mark. And in chapter 26 and verse 9, he says, Verily, I verily fought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Which thing I also did in Jerusalem and many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests and when they were put to death I gave my voice against them. So many Christians, many were put to death by the very approval of the apostle Paul, who was Saul, known as Saul here. And I punished them often in every synagogue. The very people Paul wanted to minister to now, as he thinks back, is the people that he persecuted himself. And I punished them often in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even into strange cities. You got things that you've done that you wish you'd go back and undo. We all do. But you can't go back. And so the message would be for us to forget well, Satan would never want you to lose sight of. The thing of it is, though, as we look back in the book of Psalms, we understand one of the attributes of God and something that God can do that we can't do. And in Psalms 103, the Bible says this in verse 11 and 12, For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. The Bible says that God, and I love the idea of casting as far as the east is from the west, because that's eternity. That's, we'll never reach each other. But the idea that when God forgives, he does forget. He puts it out there, never to be brought back to our account. But that's God who can do all things. Everything that we've ever experienced is recorded in this mind. Everything we've ever said, anything we've ever read, anything we've ever seen, God designed this. It's recorded. It's in our subconscious. We can't truly forget. 
but we can put them out of our minds. If God does not remember, we cannot allow Satan to continue to bring them to your mind. But he will try. You know, when you actually tell somebody, I forgive you, forgiveness is really not forgetting because you can't truly forget. But you can make a conscious decision. I'm going to put it out of my mind and never bring it back up. But when you forgive and God wants us to forgive, we are to put it out of our mind. But can I tell you that the old devil from time to time, he's going to try to bring it back into your mind. Because if you remember the things that you were supposed to forgive, it's going to be a hindrance towards you in those relationships of life. And the devil wants to keep bringing them back up. But if you've forgiven, if you've looked to Christ, because through the help that God gives us in Christ, we can forgive. And as we do forgive, then every time that Satan tries to bring it back up, I've got to say, no, devil, I am not. That's something that, that I have forgiven, and it is behind me. We can choose, and we do choose, what we keep on our minds. It's been said that you can't help and keep the birds from flying over your head. But you can't keep them from making a nest in your hair. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Some of the things we've done in the past, maybe before Christ, like Paul. He thought about that. Wow, what a hindrance that would be for him pressing forward and reaching. He had to put it out of his mind. Whenever Satan comes knocking at the door, send the Holy Spirit to answer it. Yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. 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 So we find here that God would have us to forget what Satan would have us to remember. God would have us to remember what Satan would have us to forget. Wow. Things that we keep on our mind. We go back in our text again in verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Don't understand why God allowed me to do what I did before I got saved. Don't understand that. Wish I truly would have known who Christ was when I was making some decisions in my life. Don't know why. Don't, don't comprehend it. But I do understand some things. And the most important thing that I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Can't hold on to those. Can't let the devil bring them back up in my mind. But then I need to Reach forth unto those things which are before. Reaching forth. I want these things on my mind. Forgetting those things so I can make room for remembering 
those things. Reaching forth. What do I keep on my mind? See, God has given us so much to keep on our minds. first thing that I need to make sure that I keep on my mind is he says I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God I got to keep God on my mind there is a God a singular God and three persons for us to look to for us to communicate with and for us to make sure that we are remembering. In the book of First John in chapter 5, the Bible reveals to us about who God is. And I love it because the Bible records so much. You just need to add more of the scriptures to keep on your mind. And when you had more of the scriptures to keep on your mind, you don't have as much room to remember those things that you should forget. Amen. Put out of your mind. And so we find here in 1 John in, in chapter 5 and verses 1 through 7, the Bible says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is a Christ is born of God, and every one that loveth him that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. But this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there is three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. I need, I need to keep God on my mind. I need to keep the Trinity of God on my mind. You see, God wants us to remember the Trinity of God. Every time we have a baptism, God says, I want you to remember the Trinity of God because we are baptized in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. And so that helps us to understand the God that we serve, the God that we look to is a three, one God in three persons. And every one of the person of God is a blessing to me. I, I remind myself when I pray, I pray to God and I say, God, I worship you and I praise you as being God. Uh, the, the creator of all things, the great I am. But most important, you're my heavenly father. Can I tell you that when you understand that you have a heavenly father that loved you enough to send his only begotten son to die for you, and you keep that on your mind, can I tell you, knowing that we have God, the creator, as a heavenly father who looks to me as his child, that'll help you. That'll help you. And I say, God, I understand that not only are you God the Father, but you're God the Son. You're, you're my, my Savior, my Redeemer, my Lord Jesus. When you think of not only God the Father, and I have him to look forward to, uh, meeting him and being with him forever in the kingdom of God, but I have a Savior, a Savior that came to die for me. Uh, that has given me access to God the Father. And as I look to Jesus Christ, I know that my sins have been washed away. 
I know that what I did in the past, no matter what it might be, once I have received Christ and been, been asking him to forgive me of my sins, he's forgiven me of my sins, cast them as far as the east is from the west, and I understand that he's got the power to forget. And who am I to hold on to remember what he's forgotten? No, I have a Savior who loved me enough to be able to give me access to God the Father, and he presents me as being sinless, righteous. Praise the Lord for that. I keep that on my mind. I keep that on my mind. When the old devil wants to bring some things that I don't want to have on my mind, things that God has forgotten, I, I don't want. I said, no, I, I, I want to remember my Father. I want to remember my Savior. And I even say, God, I acknowledge you and I worship you and praise you as being God, the Holy Spirit, my comforter, he that dwells within me. Do you remember that? Can you remember that your body is a temple of God because you have God living in you? Yeah. What sets you apart? What makes you different? We need to see ourselves as being different than the lost. We need to see ourselves as being a vessel that God is working in and working through. Do you keep that on your mind? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot to think about. If you think about those things, can I tell you, mm, there's not much room to remember the things that God wants you to forget. <laughs> we need to forget those things, but if you're not replacing those things with things that you ought to remember, they'll keep coming back. But when the devil tries to bring them back, then you remember the things that God wants you to remember, and you don't have a place in your mind to remember and to keep on your mind things that God has already forgiven. You know, we have a singular God in three persons that we need to remember. We have a God that loves us. For God so loved the world. That's, we're part of that. That's all humanity. You're loved. The devil tells you you don't deserve to be loved. <laughs> We don't have time for that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. God loves me. Yeah. God has a purpose for my life. Yeah. Our God is a God of love. Our God is a God of grace and mercy. Mm. Ephesians in chapter 2. Ephesians in chapter 2. Just a couple of verses there I want to read to you this morning. Verse 4 and 5. The God who is rich in mercy. <laughs> yeah, withholding of deserved punishment. I deserve a devil's hell, but Christ is withholding that punishment from me. For his great, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even, then, even when we were dead in sins, he quickened us together with Christ. And by grace, yeah, undeserved. The blessings of God, the kindness, the love, the undeserving pleasure, the grace of God. Yeah. 
go saved. You need to keep that on your mind. God is a God who loves me. God is a God who wants to show grace and mercy. Ephesians in chapter 4, God is a God of forgiveness. Verse 32, and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, yeah, forgiving one another. But even as God, for Christ's sake, have forgiven you. God is a God of love, a God of grace, a God of mercy, a God of forgiveness. And God is a God with a purpose for our lives. Because he has a purpose for our lives, God has given us instructions for living on planet Earth. If we just keep on our minds why I'm here, and we understand that heaven's real, we understand God sent his son here to establish New Testament Christianity, to fulfill Old Testament scriptures. That's, we don't do away with the Old Testament, but it's been fulfilled. And in Christ, we can understand why we have the Old Testament. It prepared humanity for the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the Savior. And as he came, he came with the fulfillment and the establishment of New Testament Christianity. And he established his church with his doctrine. I often say, you know how, how do you know that your body's your body? It's got your head on it. <laughs> how do you know if it's a true church or not? Because the church is the body of Christ, the body of Christ, which is the church. If it doesn't have the head of Christ on it, it's not a true church. If they're not following the doctrines of Christ, if they're not following the instructions of Christ, the church has to have the head of Christ. As he is the head, then we look to him. And as you're part of his church, then he has instructions and commandments for us to follow. And we need to keep that on our minds. John chapter 20, and let me just read this to you. John chapter 20 and verse 19 to 21. I love what John presents to us here in John chapter 20 verse 19 then the same day at evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews Jesus came and stood in the midst and saith unto them this is after the resurrection that Christ is coming to them and he says peace be unto you and when he had had so said he showed unto them his hands and his side, we need to be reminded of his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. It's him. Then said Jesus to them again, peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so send I you. If you're saved, you've been saved and sent. Saved and commissioned to be Christ-like. Christ-like in my home. It's a good place to be a Christian. <laughs> Christ-like at my place of employment. 
Christ-like in the world. Wow. Saved. Commissioned. Keeping these things on our minds will allow us to reach forth unto those things which are before. You're not forgetting what God wants you to forget that will hinder you from remembering what God wants you to remember. If you don't remember what God wants you to remember, you will not accomplish what God has you here to accomplish. Keeping those things on our minds allow us to reach forth unto those things which are before and press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We can forget when we focus on remembering. Is there things in your life Satan's using. Let's deal with it. Maybe it's keeping you from trusting Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Can't tell you how many times I've knocked on doors and talked to people who said, I can't be saved. You don't know what I've done, preacher. And all they have on their mind is all of the negative things, the things that torment them. Because of that, Satan keeps that on their mind, and they don't think they can even be saved. No. We need to look to Jesus. And what he forgets, what he forgives, he forgets. And what he forgives and forgets are things that we need to take it, put out of our minds. And leave room for remembering the things that we need to keep. On our minds. If I could have every head bowed this morning. We can't forget when we focus on remembering. Now remember Paul was in prison. A lot of time on his hand. A lot of time to reflect on everything he did. If he would have focused on certain things that would have destroyed him. But God allowed him to write this one thing I do. A very important thing. Possibly the most important thing in your life. I believe it's the most important thing in my life. I got to forget what God wants me for, to forget. So that there's room to remember. The things that God wants me to remember. Father we bow before you now. We love you Lord. Thank you for the truth that we found and your word and what Paul has under his Holy Spirit guidance given to us. I pray, God, that we would not only understand it, but make the application. And from this day forward, just keep on our minds the things that you would have us to, which will enable us to accomplish all that you have us here to accomplish. Work in our midst now. Bless in this invitation. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Go ahead and stand with me this morning. An invitation is an opportunity to respond to whatever God has spoken to you about. An invitation is not to put pressure on you to make a decision. An invitation is an open door, an opportunity to make a decision that could change your life. If it's an invitation for you to be saved, it will change your life. Maybe if it's an invitation to put out of your mind the things that God wants you to put out of your mind, that might make a huge difference in your reaching forth and accomplishing things that God has you here to accomplish. Don't be hindered. Don't be hindered. Focus on the will of God. As we sing the verse of invitation this morning, if God spoke to you, we invite you to come. Oh, to Jesus I surrender.